worked on things that were important, but not yet urgent. And if you think about it, a lot of people are doing things that are important, but they're urgent. It's popping up. They got to get to it. And when you're working on things that are urgent, it messes up your day. So the key to being effective and falling over the edge of excellence is getting your daily life to be focused in the quadrant of important, but not yet urgent. In the quadrant of important, but not yet urgent. Welcome to the Edge of Excellence podcast. This show is for current and aspiring leaders that are dedicated to showing up every day in their lives with excellence. We break down the careers of those excelling so you can understand what is out there and how to rise up in every field you choose. Let's get the show on the road, shall we? Your host has spent his life promoting global entrepreneurship, helping 20-somethings find their passion and working to help others achieve excellence. CEO of CollegeWorks, Matt Stewart. Welcome to the Edge of Excellence podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about time management, prioritizations, systems to organize. We're going to get into Covey, urgent and not important. And we're going to give you a two-week challenge, a challenge that I've offered $1,000 to anybody that doesn't become great at time management. If they practice my system for two weeks and it doesn't work, I give out a grant. I've never had to pay the $1,000, but I believe in it that much. So let's get ready to get great at time management. Welcome to the show. You'll find that about a third of the stress that you're under can be relieved with great time management. Success, the success of your relationships are all affected by time management. If you have a problem with time management, it's easy to fix. And if you're going to cross over the edge of excellence, you've got to get good with time management. So if you think about your quality of life, how can that improve with prioritization and time management? You could have a great internship. You could have a significant other. You could have great grades and a social life all at the same time. No matter where you go to school, you can have your cake and eat it too if you get good at time management. So a long, 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 long time ago, there was a man named Stephen Covey that wrote a few great books. And one of his books was The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And in the research of that book, Stephen Covey talked to quite a few successful people around the world. And he identified seven things that all of them had in common. One of the things that they all did well was time management. Covey discovered, and there's a diagram in his book, that there's four areas that people can work in. They can work on things that are urgent or not urgent. They can work on things that are important or not important. And Covey found that the successful people, the people that had fallen over the edge of excellence and were practicing excellence every day, worked on things that were important, but not yet urgent. And if you think about it, a lot of people are doing things that are important but they're urgent. It's popping up. They got to get to it. And when you're working on things that are urgent, it messes up your day. So the key to being effective and falling over the edge of excellence 
is getting your daily life to be focused in the quadrant of important, but not yet urgent. In the quadrant of important, but not yet urgent. So what's urgent and unimportant? Think about it. It's not important and you got to do it right now. Well, how about a TV show? Back in the day, you couldn't TiVo them. You couldn't record them. You couldn't DVR them. You had to watch them. It was urgent. Not really important to life, but urgent. How about meeting a friend right now because they want to? Well, that's not really urgent. You can meet them later. Maybe important. How about having to go to Starbucks to get a coffee? Can't make it at home. Unimportant and urgent. You need your coffee. But it's not really important to spend the extra 45 minutes going to Starbucks. What's unimportant and not urgent? Even worse, right? Uh, it's hard to think about those things. What do you do that's really not important at all and not urgent? Maybe checking email a lot of the time, maybe social media a lot of the time, cleaning your desk. I mean, I don't know how bad your desk is, but cleaning your desk, cleaning your room, creating a wheel will for yourself before you have any money or you're married. There are probably things you're doing that are unimportant and not yet urgent. There are probably a lot of things that you're doing um, that are unimportant and urgent. But where you're caught up most likely is important and urgent. And that's what really hurts. You wake up and you remember you have a test today. You have plans to study other things, can't do it. You have a paper due that you didn't work on yesterday and you really want to go to the football game. Can't do it. Got to do the paper. You can't even eat dinner because of the paper. There's a party coming up. You forgot to buy an outfit. Stores are closed. You forgot your mom's birthday. You're not going to get the card on time. Finals are tomorrow. So there's a lot of things that are important and urgent. And just coming through the list, just saying it makes me stressed out, makes me anxious. So how, so what is it that's important and not yet urgent? Well, just about everything that becomes urgent used to be not urgent. That test, if you studied weeks ago, you're ready. It's not urgent. It's not even important to study anymore. You're ready. The party, if you had it in your schedule and you wrote down to go get the suit or the outfit, you'd be cool. Your mom's birthday is probably in your mind. Is it in your calendar? And do you have a time to send the card marked down in your calendar? Finals, I mean, you've known about finals, but you probably did something when you could have kept that studying important and not yet urgent. So how do you live in a world where you get things done before they become emergencies? How do you have a social life in finals week? Well, you plan. How do you have a job or an in and an internship or a job or an internship in college while you play sports? Because you plan and you don't waste your time. How can you have fun, live for today, be a student, be young, but prep for tomorrow? You can do this by learning how to plan. And it matters. What happens if you don't figure out time management? What happens later in life? I think the stakes go up. Your son has a baseball game. You can't go because you didn't finish your project at work. You're working till midnight every night before a vacation and you're totally stressed out getting ready for that vacation. You're missing commitments to people around you because you forgot. So it's not that hard to figure out you need to learn to prioritize. You need to learn to meet deadlines. You need to learn to say no to certain things. Of course, you know, they're going to have to say no to certain things, but you'll find you can say yes to more things 
if you're organized. So how do we do this? First, we plan for pre-work, not just the deadlines. I just mentioned it. Don't just put your mom's birthday in your calendar. Put five days earlier a reminder to send a gift or a card. Don't just put the finals in your calendar. Put the study time for the finals. Don't put the vacation in your calendar. Put the time to pack as well. Second thing, budget too much time. No one puts enough time down for things. It's going to take you an hour to go to Starbucks. Be real. You got to park. You got to get there. You got to go in. You got to come back. If you really want to go to Starbucks, plan an hour. Your study is going to take you hours. Put the blocks in there for hours. And once you start budgeting too much time, you get to the third issue. You're going to have to prioritize. You're going to have to not do certain things. You're going to have to focus on things that are important. At first, they're going to be urgent, but as you chip away at the important urgent items, you'll have time to do the important not yet urgent, and your stress level will come down, and your success level will go up, and you will fall over that edge of excellence. You can kill two birds with one stone. You can study with a boyfriend. You can eat with a girlfriend. You can do laundry with your buddies but you have to implement a system. And so I'm gonna teach you a system today. It has a quarterly foundation, four times a year, you go through your calendar. It has a weekly revision. Every Sunday, you make sure the week's laid out right. And every night you review it and make sure you're cool for tomorrow. You'll find you sleep better if you do your planning at night. You're not worried, you're not waking up. You'll have to revise, you'll have to analyze, you'll have to improve, but in two weeks, You can be great at time management and you can move in to the world of importance and not yet urgent. Are you enjoying the show thus far? We go through so many resources and links with this podcast. It's tough to keep up. I get it. That's why Matt and the rest of the team put together the Edge of Excellence Bundle. In it, you'll find different tools that relate to overarching themes and topics of the show. Things like disk assessment tools, time management strategies and tactics, stress and anxiety management tools, exclusive videos and episodes from this podcast that is not released anywhere else, and so much more. The best part? As a valued listener of the show, you can access the Edge of Excellence bundle 100% for free of charge. That's right, for simply being awesome and tuning in. To get access, all you have to do is go to www.collegeworks.com podcast and fill out the short form there for us to get the bundle over to you. Once again, it's www.collegeworks.com podcast. Now, back to the show. First thing in the action plan is to get a calendar. So here we go. Here's what you got to do. Here's the action plan. Start taking notes. Number one, get a calendar. All right, that's not too hard. You can use a Google calendar. You can use your iPhone. You can use a paper calendar. I don't care. I like electronic calendars because you can invite others. You can color code them. You can set things to repeat. And if you're in college, many of your classes are repeating. But I really don't care. Get a calendar. Uh, I do need to take a little bit of a break to mention that you will become a little more dorky. You will become a little less spontaneous. Uh, You might consider it less cool, but let's think long-term. It's way cool to be able to make your kid's baseball game and way dorky to have to miss it for work. So yeah, you have to give up a little spontaneity for planning, 
but you can't teeter over the edge of excellence until you figured out how to plan. And you're going to have to be a little dorky. You're going to have to make time because this is a long-term action for long-term success. So yes, number one on the action plan, get a calendar. Number two, set some time aside. So first thing you're going to do on your calendar is make a time block to work on your calendar. Third thing, every Sunday night, set aside 30 minutes to plan your week. Now, you're going to have stuff that you put into your calendar for a month from now, two months from now, three months from now. Of course, you're going to have things you put into your calendar next week and tomorrow. But once a week, Sunday night, review it, plan out the week, budget 30 minutes. It won't take that long, but put a block for 30 minutes in your schedule to review your week before the week starts. Put a block in your schedule every night to review the day tomorrow before the day starts. Like I said before, you start to relieve your mind of stress. You start to relieve your mind of anxiety. You start to sleep better because you know you have things under control. Not to mention you do have things under control, so you'll be eliminating about a third of your stress. I recommend as the fifth item, printing your day and making notes throughout the day on what took too long and what you didn't need to do and what didn't take enough time. And then you can, over the course of the first two weeks, revise it and get it down pretty well. So the action plan, all you gotta do is get a calendar, set aside some time to make a skeleton plan. And then Sunday nights and every night, review your calendar and make your adjustments through the day. So let's talk about that quarterly foundation, that first thing you're gonna do. You're going to go out under a tree. You're going to go to a quiet place. You need to bring everything. Bring your syllabuses if you have them. Bring your work schedule if you have it. Bring your time commitments, your weddings, your parties, whatever. Every quarter, you're going to gather up all your scraps and plug them into your calendar. And there's a science to it. First thing that goes in is standing commitments. If you have classes, if you have meetings, if you have a wedding. Second thing that goes in is items with deadlines. You have a test, you have a paper due, you have a project. Third thing, and this is important, you plug in fun. So if you're working 16 hours a week as an investment banker, that's cool. Take 30 minutes for yourself each day. If you can get 30 minutes, make it an hour for some of the days. Take a half day off on the weekend if you're an investment banker. Other people, maybe you have a whole weekend, Put fun things in there. Put your dates, put your uh, beer pong tournament, put fun in there. And while you're working in your fun, work in your prep time. And here's the key to my system that other people don't do. Everybody puts their standing commitments in. Everybody puts their deadlines. Most people don't plan time for fun. And most people don't plug in the pre-work. If you've got a test, you can determine how many hours it takes to study for the test. Say it's 10 plug in five two-hour blocks to study. If you've got a project, you can estimate how much time it takes to do that project. Plug in the right amount of blocks to do the project. And I keep saying blocks. My schedule is broken into 30-minute, one-hour, and two-hour blocks. I try to take a break every hour, walk around. I try to focus on the one thing um, from Keller's book, uh, but I break it into blocks. Uh, any less than a half hour, I don't make a block for it. Any more than two hours, I, I may switch gears or I may make a second block. So make a block for your standing commitments. You know how long the tests and the, and the meetings are. Make a block for your deadlines, but do something different. Do something that'll change your life. Put fun in there. 
put your pre-work in there and you'll start to be, you'll start to have to manipulate it, right? You put some fun in there, but you need to do the pre-work at that time or vice versa. But once a quarter, you sit down, you get all your deadlines in there, you get all your commitments in there, you get some of the fun and some of the pre-work. And that's a great way to start a quarter. Second step, you got to do it weekly too. So we already talked about it every week, every Sunday, 30 minutes, maybe it's less. You review the week. Do you have your pre-work in there? Do you have all the deadlines in there? Did you forget anything? How about looking at last week? Was there anything that you didn't get done last week that you need to move to this week? That 15, 20 minutes every Sunday will be the difference between a B and an A, will be the difference between a promotion and staying in the same place, will be a difference between freedom and lack of freedom when you get older. So every Sunday, every quarter, you make the quarterly foundation. Every Sunday, you review the plan. And then every night, you do the same thing. How did today go? What do I need to change? Did I miss anything? How does tomorrow look? Did I forget anything? Maybe I'll look at the day after tomorrow. Make sure I'm all dialed in because you have to do today what needs to be done so you can do what you want to do tomorrow. So that's my whole system. You do it for two weeks, I guarantee you're not going to forget any more tests. You're not going to forget any more papers. You know what else I guarantee? You're not waking up in the middle of the night going, oh, what did I forget? Uh, You're going to have time when you're older to hang out with your kids and your significant others. It takes a little sacrifice, but it's not that big of a deal. Here's my system. Every quarter, spend 30 minutes. Plan your quarter every week. Spend 30 minutes on Sunday. Plan the week. Every night, spend 10, 15 minutes revising it. Focus on your standing appointments, your deadlines first, but don't forget fun and pre-work. That's the secret sauce, fun and pre-work. Now, you may not be having fun all the time. You may be in your 20s. Balance is not a daily occurrence. Balance is a lifelong occurrence a quarterly occurrence, maybe a monthly occurrence. I don't mind working 100 hours a week for a few weeks in a row. I'm going to take a vacation after that. Look at balance in the longer term. You don't have to have fun all the time. You don't have to have hours of fun every day, but you got to put some breaks in there and they get squeezed if you don't. If you're supposed to go to dinner with your significant other and you've got a project that just popped up, guess who's not going to dinner with you? So it's important that you get your deadlines in there, but you get your fun and your pre-work in there as well. I mentioned too much time that sometimes stresses people out. That may mean you need to stop doing certain things. You may, may need to do a, have a stop doing list. If you have too many things in your day and you just don't have enough time, pick the top three. Forgive yourself for not doing the other things, but as you figure out what you need to stop doing, you can just pick the top three things every day and make sure those get done. But over the process of reviewing the past and looking how things go together in two weeks, you will become perfect. So your action, go under a tree, make your quarterly plan, start to dial it in on Sundays and nightly. And within two weeks, you should be great. If you want more information about time management, you can go to the YouTube site for CollegeWorks, uh, YouTube slash collegeworks and we've got a time management video up there we also have collegeworks.com slash podcast where i have a transcript of uh, some of my time management talks as well as some graphics and some diagrams to uh, walk you through what we went through today good luck getting organized good luck prior to prioritizing good luck relieving yourself of stress time management may be the key to you getting over the edge of excellence I hope you enjoyed that episode today on the Edge of Excellence podcast. 
Make sure to hit subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to this. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share this exact episode with them. This show exists to showcase what is possible when young leaders are willing to step out of their comfort zone and choose to excel in their lives. To learn more about our internship for young and ambitious students, www.oneinternship.com slash podcast to see if it's something that makes sense for you. Once again, it is www.oneinternship.com slash podcast. Let this be a reminder for you to live on the edge of excellence in your business and life. See you next time.